Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the Greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle. I'm 42, and I'm super excited to announce our baby number two is here. His name is... Yeah! (laughs) His name is Nathan. Nathan was very excited to meet us. We arrived at the hospital, and Nathan was born 28 minutes later. I'm very happy that I got to experience a natural, unmedicated birth with uh, no interventions. And my other son is 20 months. So yes, they're 20 months apart. So I have two under two. Very busy. <laughs> busy mama here. All right. So today we are talking about uh, treating stress and burnout using natural medicine. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. My name is Heather Fox, and I'm the co-host of Parent Talk. I am 40 years old, and my son Hudson is a year and a half. Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Kathleen Mahana. I am a naturopathic physician practicing at Restoration Health Clinic in North Vancouver. As a naturopathic doctor, I focus in treating women, women's health, hormone balancing, and digestive health. So I primarily use diet, nutrition, acupuncture, and herbal medicine to treat my patients. Well, thank you, Kathleen and Heather, for being here today. So Kathleen, what is stress? Because we always hear about stress, but what is it? Stress is a physical or body response that we have to an event that occurs. Stress can be either positive or it can be negative. When stress is positive, we use a term called eustress to describe that. So eustress can feel like a motivating force or something that makes us feel focused and energized. It's perceived as something that we can cope well with. It's often a short-term event that occurs as opposed to a longer term. Eustress often feels exciting and it often improves our performance. On the other hand, bad stress, quote unquote, uh, we use the term distress to describe this. So distress often causes us to feel anxious or concerned. It can be a short-term thing or it can be long-term Distress is something that we perceive as something that is outside of our control or that we can't cope well with. It often feels unpleasant. It often has a negative impact on our performance and over the long term can lead to mental and physical problems. What does stress do to our body? So stress evokes a physiological response in our bodies. So there are three hormones that are related to the stress response. These are cortisol, epinephrine, and norepinephrine, otherwise known as adrenaline. So these are hormones and neurotransmitters that are produced by the adrenal glands, which are tiny little glands that sit on top of our kidneys. So cortisol, one of our stress hormones, it's a normal, natural hormone that we produce in our bodies. It is associated with our circadian rhythm. So that's our daily sleep sleep and wake cycle. Cortisol is normally highest first thing in the morning. It peaks around six or seven in the morning, and then it should decrease steadily throughout the day, and it should be nice and low at nighttime, and this helps us fall asleep and have no problems falling asleep. 
So when we're faced with an acute stressful event, so to use an extreme example, if we walked outside to take out the garbage and we found a bear rooting around through our garbage, we would have an immediate physical response. And as you can imagine, uh, you might suddenly feel your heart rate increase, uh, feel palpitations in your chest. You would feel your breathing rate increase. You'd start sweating a little bit. Your body would be releasing uh, sugar into your blood to provide energy for your muscles. Uh, all the blood would be shunting towards your muscles so that you could run away. This is the fight or flight reaction that we have in our bodies. So this is this stress response is something that's very natural and very important. You know, if we did see a bear, we'd want to have the energy to run away very quickly. Now, what happens in this day and age, unfortunately, is we have stressors that occur every day, multiple times a day for weeks, months, sometimes years on end. And it's this cumulative effect of stress on the body that can have a negative impact. So again, this could be the stress of a really intense workplace or it could be a particular event let's say a breakup or a divorce or the loss of a family member that can have a major impact on our stress response that can have, again, like a lasting impact on us. So it's at this point when stress becomes chronic or starts providing or giving us physical symptoms, that's when stress becomes a problem. And that's when we might want to intervene on it using natural medicine or other methods. So when we have these chronic stressors over a long period of time, sometimes we start developing physical symptoms of that stress. So these symptoms could be things like feeling exhausted all the time, having difficulty getting out of bed in the morning. Sometimes we have a feeling of um, being tired but wired, uh, difficulty falling asleep at night, insomnia, or waking up in the middle of the night feeling restless. Sometimes we have cravings in the middle of the day for sugar or salt. Sometimes we're completely reliant on caffeine to get us through the day. So when we start seeing these physical symptoms appearing in naturopathic medicine, we use a term called adrenal dysregulation to describe uh, a constellation of those symptoms. So there's different stages of this adrenal dysregulation. Sometimes it's an early stage. This is when our cortisol starts uh, becoming a little bit too high throughout the day, or you know, a more progressed stage, like stage three adrenal dysregulation, is when we're actually totally burnt out and our body can't adequately produce enough cortisol. Is there a test you can do to check your cortisol levels? Yes, there is. So You know, from a medical perspective, sometimes we check cortisol in the blood, and that's a useful test if we think there is a major pathology going on. So if you uh, have a disease or an autoimmune process that's actually inhibiting your ability to produce cortisol, or if you're producing way too much, those are what we considered overt diseases. So Cushing syndrome or Cushing's disease or something called Addison's disease. So these are very significant concerns that you'd want to go see an endocrinologist for. What I'm talking about today is not quite that extreme. So we're talking about, you know, the more niggling symptoms that are bothersome for individuals. So those people would probably have a relatively normal blood cortisol test. So for these individuals, we turn more towards functional testing to understand what's going on with the cortisol levels. So 
For example, uh, as a naturopathic doctor, I would use something like a four-point salivary cortisol panel to analyze what's going on with your cortisol curve. So as I mentioned, cortisol should normally be highest in the morning and it should be lowest at nighttime. But when cortisol becomes dysregulated and you start having those kind of bothersome symptoms, sometimes that cortisol curve is irregular. So this is where we're looking for those that sign those signs of adrenal dysregulation. So what that test would entail is you'd be given four little test tubes and you'd give a saliva sample first thing in the morning when you wake up, one at noon, one later in the afternoon, and one at nighttime. And we send those results, uh, those samples off to the lab. They come back and they depict where your cortisol levels are at different points in the day. So we compare your results to what it should look like. And based on those results, we can understand why your symptoms are occurring, what effect it's having on your body. And then we can choose certain treatments, either herbs or nutrients or lifestyle interventions to help treat the adrenal dysregulation. What can we do to manage our stress symptoms? Good question. So there's certainly lots of things that we can do for that. I always have a conversation with my patients about their stress relieving activities or their coping mechanisms or their self-care routines. So some individuals will turn to yoga or meditation as stress relievers as part of their weekly routine. Some people will go outside for a walk, particularly getting out to nature uh, to help cope with stress. Um, sometimes we turn to habits that aren't as healthy, you know, particular comfort foods, uh, or turning to salty foods or sugary foods. So those are things that we might want to, um, avoid or choose other things instead. Other things that we can do, we can really focus on supporting our sleep and, uh, doing things to make sure we get a healthy sleep. For example, avoiding, screens at night, turning off our cell phones or putting them in another room, uh, choosing to read a book as opposed to watching TV. So those are all um, things that we can do to support our sleep. Another lovely coping mechanism or stress reliever is having little routines in our day. For example, uh, making a cup of tea. So even the routine of stepping away from the desk, going to the kitchen, boiling some water, getting your favorite mug out, that's actually a stress relieving activity. So those are a few examples of uh, things that we can do to manage our stress. Even during the day, right? Mm -hmm. Step out and go and have a little tea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Heather, do you do anything specific to manage your stress? Yeah, over the years, um, I've definitely turned to yoga and meditation. Um, and then, of course, since having a baby, I've definitely noticed going for walks has been very helpful, being outside, and definitely making sure that I try to get as much sleep as I can, mm -hmm. which is obviously a little more difficult mm -hmm. with a little one. But, um, I've noticed that, you know, going for walks, being outside, that's been really helpful. And then also making sure I have time to myself, being with the baby all day long. Um, it's really helpful to, you know, if it can be my husband that can take him for a little while, or if it means hiring a babysitter, just to make sure I'm actually allowing myself to have some time to kind of regroup and, you know, putting myself first there so I can be the best mom I can be. So, yeah. Yeah. I think something I have been doing, especially with a stressful situation, is uh, manage myself first. You know your internal conversation. So I will give myself some time out. And, um, and I will try to get the context right. So I find sometimes when you're stressed, you maybe didn't understand really what's happening. So before to go to panic mode or disappointment mode or whatever's there for you, 
I will ask questions like, am I understanding right? Is it what you have said? Or so I try to get the, the situation or the context right. So usually if I'm stressed, most of the time it's me that is not getting it right. So I try to uh, take the time to do this. Staying active, so going out and um, hiking for me, it's a really good way to reconnect and uh, look at the beautiful nature. It's so nice. Get my mind to relax. I do have a little meditation with my pillow every morning and I set my intentions of the day. And nice. usually that that actually starts the day in a very relaxing mm-hmm. way. So mm-hmm. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how early you get up. It doesn't take very much time. That's what mm-hmm. I mean. Like yeah. You can do it very quickly and start the day in a very nice uh in a very nice way, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, sleep. If I'm not sleeping well, if I haven't sleep very much, and we all know as like new parents, dads and moms, like your sleep is a bit compromised sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's it's stressful. You're tired. You feel oh. jet lag. The contexts are not always the way you you see them, the way it is. So um, another thing I find for my baby when I look at Alex, I find. I take him out and go for a walk and I have an happy baby again. He was just whining, whining, like, eh, 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 you know, and then we go out. Oh, it doesn't matter. Sometimes it rains. I will actually just go to the mall and just look at things and he's just looking around. And I think it's a stress reliever for them too. I mean, I know they're not telling us, but uh, change the context. Absolutely. Especially getting out to nature. There's actually studies that have been shown to that, you know, if you go into nature, it reduces your blood pressure, it reduces your cortisol levels. So that's always one of my number one suggestions is even if you're able to get out into the woods for a 15 minute walk once, once a day or once every couple days, wonderful addition to your self-care routine. Mm -hmm. Are there foods uh, we should focus on when we're feeling stress or burnout? Yeah, good question. So cortisol levels, when they're high, that has an effect on our blood sugar. So when we're stressed, uh, cortisol is released and then sugar is released into our bloodstream. So sometimes we get cravings for salt or sugar. And I know that one of the things that we often crave and I sometimes crave when I'm stressed is something sugary and sweet, but that's something that we want to ideally avoid or minimize. So I always suggest to, uh, to my patients when, you know, that chronic stress picture is present, we want to be focusing on whole grains, complex carbohydrates, as opposed to, you know, cookies, uh, refined flour, uh, sugary snacks, that sort of thing. Um, we want to focus on ensuring we have a good whole foods diet, getting in those green leafy vegetables. I find that one of the quickest and easiest ways to ensure we're getting uh, those vegetables in is a green smoothie every day. So very simply adding a handful of spinach, a handful of kale in with some dark berries, whatever milk you like, a little bit of orange juice and, and importantly, a protein source, a protein powder, whatever type you like. Very quick and easy way, easy to digest, easy to take on the go. Even So even if you're on the run, you can take a smoothie with you. So that's something that I often find myself recommending to my stressed patients. Staying hydrated, that's very important. Aiming for at least two liters of water per day. Our adrenal glands uh, help to regulate our electrolytes. So sometimes if you want to add a little bit of Himalayan sea salt or lemon juice or a tiny bit of electrolyte powder into your water, that can be helpful. 
caffeine. So I know that many of us rely on coffee to get us out of bed in the morning. And, you know, if you're someone who's having three, four, five, six coffees a day, that can certainly have a negative impact on your adrenal glands and your stress response. So I often suggest to people to minimize caffeine as much as possible. So if you have to have that morning coffee, go ahead, but in the afternoon, turn more to herbal teas or a little bit of green tea uh, because caffeine can certainly affect our sleep later on that night. Again, focusing on having those whole foods meals as much as possible. And sometimes we're in a time crunch. So sometimes I'll suggest to patients using a service like HelloFresh or getting your groceries delivered by Spud to uh, cut down on time that you're spending with grocery shopping, etc. And I think now most grocery stores, you can mm -hmm. order online and you can yeah. just do a pickup. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can actually order like every week and you just have to pick up you can you have to reorder every single time or yeah yeah but okay. a lot of them will save your grocery list so it's very simple oh, okay yeah so your list will be saved and so you can maybe tweak it a little bit if you need to but then you just go on and, and you just, just submit order. again yeah i just you see, I, I haven't done it yet but yeah. i think definitely that's mm -hmm. a good way to yeah. get things done when you stress about it right? yeah much faster yeah absolutely. and also it saves money yeah less of those like when you're out shopping like oh, those little add-ons those yeah. little add-ons <laughs> How did that candy bar get in there? I'm not sure. Yeah, because I think financial can be a big stress. It is mm -hmm. definitely. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely, for sure. So in addition to what you're eating, also how you eat is important. So many of us tend to sit, our, sit at our desks at work and eat meals as opposed to actually stepping away from the desk and being in a relaxed state and eating our food. So I always recommend that people take a proper lunch break. Even if it's, you can't take the whole hour, just take 20 minutes, step away from your desk, get outside if you can, create a rela more relaxing environment for yourself. That's actually very important for our digestion. If we are stressed and eating quickly, we're not going to be breaking down and absorbing our nutrients as effectively. So being in a calm, relaxed, rest and digest state uh, is very important for um, helping to manage and cope with stress better. What supplements or herb could we use to help manage our stress? So there's lots of different options depending on each individual, the stressors they're experiencing and what symptoms they have. So I certainly recommend that people chat with their naturopathic doctors to get the best recommendation for them. But there are certainly uh, a few different supplements and herbs that I turn to to treat my patients who are dealing with stress. So for example, Our adrenal glands uh, need B vitamins, vitamin C, and magnesium in order to produce their hormones. So sometimes I'll recommend a good, complete, multi-B vitamin supplement to help with energy levels. Vitamin C as well. Our adrenal glands use a lot of vitamin C. So adding in one or two or even three or four grams of vitamin C divided throughout the day can be helpful. So if a patient is struggling with difficulty falling asleep, I will sometimes turn to nutrients like magnesium, L-theanine, which is an amino acid derivative, or sometimes melatonin to help support the sleep. Sometimes we'll use calming herbs like lavender, passion flower, or even more sedating herbs like valerian or cava. Herbs can be taken at nighttime in a tablet form, or sometimes I'll recommend Uh, a herbal blend in the form of a tea. If a patient is struggling with low energy, I turn to a family of herbs called adaptogens. So these are herbs that 
essentially help us to adapt to stress and increase our resiliency to stress. They help improve our mood, they reduce anxiety, improve focus and concentration, and also help to improve sleep. So some of my favorite herbs include ashwagandha. I especially like ashwagandha for women and particularly women who have thyroid problems as well. So ashwagandha is good for people who feel tired but wired, who feel anxious, and if they're struggling with poor memory or brain fog. Another herb I like is called eleuthero. This one is slightly stimulating, so this is great for people who are struggling with that brain fog or difficulty concentrating or with interrupted sleep. Maca is another lovely nourishing herb. This is good for any mood disturbances, feeling irritable or feeling anxious. It's good for people who have low libido or are struggling with hormone imbalances. Another great herb is called rhodiola. So this is good for an individual with low energy, who's feeling kind of anxious, burnt out, and suffering from brain fog. One other lovely herb for stress is licorice. Licorice is good for the individual who has low blood pressure and feels dizzy when they stand up. Licorice actually increases your blood pressure. So this is one that I don't recommend for people who have high blood pressure or hypertension. So again, those are just a few examples of the herbs that I would turn to, and uh, I always select the herb based on the constellation of symptoms that a person is experiencing. This is all good thing. I'm all curious about all of them, but it's important to go and see your naturopathic doctor Mm -hmm. to know which one would be the right one for you. Yeah, exactly. Also, because certain herbs can sometimes interact with medications or, you know, if you're breastfeeding or looking to get pregnant, we might tweak and change the herbs that we recommend based on your individual situation and your background and your health history and any other medications you're taking. And naturopathic doctors are very well trained in understanding and knowing the interactions between herbs and medications. So Kathleen, how can our listeners find you and learn more about cortisol testing and natural treatments for stress and burnout. So if anyone wants to find me, they can reach me through my website, drkathleenmahana.com. You can also find links to me through the parenttalk.ca website. I will be one of the contributors to the Parent Talk blog. I also have a blog on my own website that listeners can sign up to to learn more about cortisol, stress, hormone imbalances, and naturopathic treatments for each of those. All right, Heather, I think it's time for a conversation card. It's time for a conversation card. Every week we like to play a game, not only for fun, but to get to know our guests a little more too. Nobody knows what the mystery card might ask, sometimes silly and sometimes serious. Let's find out what it will be this week. Can you please pick one and read it to us? All right, so for today's little conversation, which TV show would you pick to live inside for a week? I think I would choose, I would choose a comedy. <laughs> I would choose something like That 70s Show. The <laughs> characters are super hilarious. It'd be fun to step back in time and uh, kind of experience what it's like to be a teenager in the 70s. <laughs> For me, I'm going to head back to the 80s here when I was little, watching Who's the Boss? And I always looked at the character Sam, played by Alyssa Milano, because she was, of course, older than me at the time. And I kind of looked up to her (laughs) and I thought she had a pretty cool life or whatever. So yeah, and her dad was really cool and I don't know, it was just a fun show and maybe that'd be a fun place to live for a week. (laughs) 
I don't know if National Geographic is part of this, but <laughs> I would like to be the little guy on the camera. You know, <gasps> views and the things mm. you see in there. It's so fantastic. I'm always so blown away by those videos. It must be dangerous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and on a funny way, honestly, what I like to be in friends. I was going to say that too. <laughs> I would like to be in friends. I, they always make me laugh. I yes. still watch it here and there. Yeah. I actually learn to speak English with friends. Oh. So when I moved here, I didn't speak English, right? Yeah. And I would watch friends because every, friends was the thing yes. back then. Yeah. And everybody was watching it. And I had no idea what it was about. <laughs> But they were looking good. And I, <laughs> I totally. Listened. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Kathleen. And thank you, Heather, for being here. Thank you for your contribution in other parents' lives. Helping us be the best parents we can be. For our listeners, if you have a question you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the Contact Us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podbean. Or you can subscribe directly to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca so you don't miss an episode. Please take a minute to review us on Apple Podcasts. We want to know what you think. And also, it's a great way to let us know what other topics you would like to hear about. Remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents by sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you for listening and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.